Hey everybody, welcome back to Amazing Adventures with David and Nicole. I am your host, Josh Pressler. Today we are going to bring you a very exciting episode about Bozeman, Montana, Big Sky, and Yellowstone. I've got with me, as always, David Glickler and Nicole Clodier. Hey guys, how are y'all doing? Good, Josh. We're good. Um, Bozeman, Montana, and the surrounding areas. Uh, we'll get to the reason why we went, but one of the things that um, we've decided is we live in central Texas, and this summer it's been 100 degrees every day since June. Um, we like the water, we like the sun, but we want to see parts of America when they're not under snow. Um, we thought, hey, we could get some cold weather for a change. So on August uh, 10th of this summer, when we got there, when we were landing, the temperatures had gone under 60 degrees. So uh, I threw a little thing on Facebook, and a lot of people were uh, jealous of the, our temperatures. Very, very jealous. Um, we're not snow people. We're not skiers. We're not cold weather people. So we thought that this uh, Bozeman and surrounding areas in August, in summertime, was the perfect opportunity to see um, that state. Normally, we like to go places like that and say, well, we won't be back, but um, I would go back. Um, and we'll tell you more about that it when was, we summarize it. It was very beautiful. It was um, much more beautiful than I expected. Beauty, it was everywhere. You know, lots of uh, rivers and the mountains were surrounding us. And, um, and then, of course, you know, there's the access to Yellowstone. And, uh, you know, I figured we could go to Yellowstone while we were there and, you know, um, maybe take a picnic basket and see if Yogi and uh, Boo Boo showed up. They weren't at Yellowstone. They were still at Jellystone. I think, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of forgot that's uh, <laughs> actually what it was called back in those days. I've only been to Yellowstone once myself. It was back when I was a teenager. And uh, the coolest thing about it was just seeing, you know, black bear out in the wild, just, mm. you know, 25 yards away from us. And it's just like, don't go any closer. But yeah, the the state is really, really beautiful, and I'm super excited to hear what you guys have to say about it. So, so uh, why we went? This will be um, our featured uh, second piece every week. So Nicole and I have a singer-songwriter that we just are really, really enjoy. He sings our song, so that was the start. Uh, sort of kind of started chasing him around the country a little bit. Um, he's given us an opportunity to go places we might not have gone otherwise to see him. And his name is Matt Nathanson, and turns out a lot more people don't know him than I would have thought. Uh, he's got one big hit that came out in the late 2000s that apparently for five years everybody played at their wedding called Come On Get Higher. But our song is a song he sings called Run. And, um, and then when you go see him, if you, he's, he's very interactive with the um, fans and the events. And uh, sometimes he opens up for bigger acts uh, this summer. He toured with Matchbox 20 most of the summer. But then we found out that he was doing a solo show in Big Sky, Montana. And so I flew, I fly Southwest Airlines as much as possible. We'll get to that. Um, and we, Southwest flies into Bozeman, and Big Sky was an hour drive. And I thought, hey, let's go to Montana on a Wednesday night and drive down to Big Sky and see Matt Nathanson in concert. And he was the headliner. Um, and Nicole follows my crazy on stuff like this and then makes the trip hers. I and don't think I have a choice. <laughs> she's bought in pretty well over the last couple of years. <laughs> so initially, we really were going to fly into Bozeman, 
drive down to Big Sky, see the concert, and come back the next day. And then Nicole started planning and thinking about it, how it made sense, and we could see Yellowstone. And so we turned a two-day trip into a four-day trip. Um, but if you asked us point blank, first reason we went to Montana and Bozeman and Big Sky, it was to see Matt Nathanson in concert. And then, as it turned out, an extra bonus was it was actually a free concert. It was a summer concert series in Big Sky. And so we didn't even have to buy tickets. And um, we had an interesting time. Matt was great. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend going to a free concert to a little-known act that uh, you enjoy in a resort resort community um, where maybe on the summers it's a lot of a younger generation that mom and dad's money is spending there. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit of that. Yeah. And, and which is funny because um, Matt's a really, really smart guy, really, really intelligent. And he gave another uh, solo show a couple of nights later in Massachusetts. And friends of ours, folks we collected, we'll start referring to them as collectibles. A couple of collectibles from our trip um, made friends with uh, Nicole on Facebook. And um, he gave a show in Massachusetts a few nights later. And he talked about the Big Sky experience, what we experienced on the floor, on the grounds, right in front of him. He experienced it exactly like we did from up on the stage. <laughs> And to, to hear him tell that story. that He was afraid and he was at a safe distance. <laughs> yeah. So what was so scary about it as opposed to like a paid concert? They were very drunk and very rowdy and... Very aggressive. Yeah, very aggressive. It was. I felt like I was in a mosh pit. Uh, Matt, oh, wow. Nathan's, Matt Nathanson is a singer-songwriter. And so, yeah, it. he doesn't play hard rock, fast rock or anything like that. And these guys were treating his music like it, he was Blink-182. <laughs> Um, so there was quite a few uh, stop spilling your beer on me and my wife comments made and uh, stop shoving it shoving into us yeah so but we may have been a little too old for that yeah for that venue but we enjoyed the show Um, we enjoyed Big Sky and so that's why we went all right so Nicole when you're looking to plan a trip what's the first thing that you yourself decide this is what I'm gonna look for first um, I started looking at what's unique in the area. What What is there that I can't find anywhere else? And um, and then also I try to look at any type of history um, because we both like history and he's, you know, a presidential historian. So if there's a presidential component to the history, then that's definitely something that, you know, I tie into the trip. Um, and then I also try to figure out what food and drink is unique for that area because I'm a huge foodie. I love food. I love trying different things. And um, so I want to know the authentic food for that area. What's it known for? I don't want to go to a, uh, you know, chain. Yeah. And if, if you guys know Nicole, you know, there's never a shortage of food for her guests. In fact, there's a uh, spicy chicken sandwich uh, with my name on it after we're done recording this podcast. Um, so she's she's really, really intrigued by food. She always wants to just make sure everybody is just enjoying themselves with the food that's around them. Um, so, yeah, let's talk a little more about the trip. So, um, as Nicole said, um, there's always going to be a, almost always going to be a crazy story piece of our trip. We'll get to the crazy story because that was the first thing that happened. I almost turned around and went home the next morning. But uh, we... Um, one of the things that I tell 
Nicole and why I call her amazing is don't, don't tell me where I'm going. Don't sh I'm not one of these people that like finds out I'm going to dinner in two and a half weeks with friends and I want to see the menu so I can study it. Um, take me where I'm going. Let me see what hits me. And uh, the first place we went to is a place called Back Country Burger Bar. Um, it, was, it was the first place where we thought, this is really a college-ish town. Montana State uh, is in Bozeman, Montana. And um, there were, you know, young people there and whatnot. Their menu board, they had a local chalkboard artist came and drew the chalkboard. And, and you know, there's wines and ciders and drinks that they make and food. Um, and the chalk art is like mountains and the rivers and the, all the, the trees. It's not like it's the beautiful. stuff your kid draws on the sidewalk. No. Oh, no. They even and, have and it was done with chalk. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, that, so, that takes talent. They had a very diverse bar. Um, I have actually got a, uh, um, you'll find, come to find I like Pilsners and Lagers are my go-to beers. I got a Belgium, a Belgian Super Pils. Um, and then so the food, right? Where it's three o'clock in the afternoon or what have you. Um, somebody ordered a French onion soup and I saw it go by. I'm like, I'm getting the French onion soup. I don't care if it's not a lunch appetizer at a burger bar a burger you wouldn't bar. think that would be there well out. but also you just came yeah. from somewhere there was 100 degrees and now you're in 60 degree mm. weather so <laughs> yeah. you can you can justify ordering some french onion soup interestingly enough the temps did get up to about 80 82 degrees during the daytime late in the afternoon but if a breeze blew up there you it cooled things off down here this summer if a breeze blew you felt like you were standing behind an exhaust fan so um i got the french onion soup nicole got Build your own mac and cheese, if you can believe it, um, with spinach and bacon. And then the burgers were outstanding. And the bread, you know, makes it. Um, I got a mushroom Swiss burger that they added Fontana cheese and brown gravy. And it was one of the best burgers I've ever had. And Nicole got something called the Calamity Jane, which has bacon, jalapeno jelly, scallion cream cheese. And we both got bison burgers. And that's the kind of thing that we're like, we're in Montana, we're going to eat bison. So... And the creaminess of that uh, of the scallion cream cheese with the the bite of the jalapeno jelly and the oh it was just phenomenal and it, the creaminess was good for the bison which is a very lean meat so um, it helped add some you know uh, texture to that burger it was really good so and then that was the day that we we thought it would be smart to get a big lunch and head off down to Big Sky. So we went to Big Sky. What was the name of that burger joining in? So that was the Backcountry Burger Bar. Backcountry Burger Bar. And it's on Main bar. Street in Bozeman. Nice. And yeah. the and the service was excellent as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and then, you know, we drove down to Big Sky. We got a couple drinks at a place called the Big Sky Waypoint beforehand. Um, the thing that was interesting about the Big Sky deal was it was an outdoor amphitheater. The stage faces west. At the top of the hill, if you will, there's a street. And across the street is a market, and you could bring your own beer in. So I went across the way. I said, "I'm gonna. This is gonna be cheaper and easier." I went over and bought a six pack, and the the kid, you know, checking me out, says, "Don't forget, Big Sky or Montana is a no open container law state." I'm like you know how to sell to your audience, buddy. He's like, I know what this guy's up to. <laughs> So uh, we enjoyed the concert. We got home that night, had a good sleep. You forgot oh. something. 
On the way from the Backcountry Burger Bar, I insisted that we stop at the Museum of the Rockies. Oh, that's right, yeah. It has uh, the history of that area and of Montana specifically. Um, And what was really cool is they had a dinosaur area in the museum, but all of the dinosaurs were only dinosaurs that were found in Montana. So you didn't have any of the other, you know. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was very... Yeah, I liked it. And, of course, they had, you know, the Indian exhibits, too, or Native Americans. And um, and that was informational. But I, I knew more about that than I did, you know, like the specific dinosaurs that were found there in Montana. And then, you know, having um, water-dwelling dinosaurs as well as land dinosaurs because, you know, you learn that Montana at one point was under the ocean. So... They also, it's all very interesting. And they have in that museum the largest nearly complete Tyrannosaurus rex skeleton um, unearthed in the United States. And it was unearthed right near there uh, in southern Montana. That's they cool. call him Mike. Right. right. And that was just like in 1980s. Mike the T-Rex. Yeah. yeah, and they just found him in like the 1980s. Oh, wow. So he's pretty, you know, they're still finding bones yeah. there. And uh, so that was great. So the next day was Friday, and Friday was the Yellowstone trip. Um, now, uh, the Yellowstone trip, we splurged a little bit. We got a private tour um, with a company. Yellowstone Safari Tours. And our driver was... I can't remember, but <laughs> we'll get it because he was fantastic. We took his card. We promised to send him people. And we basically rode in the back seat of a... Uh, like a Yukon or a GMC or something. Mm-hmm. So if someone wants to go to Yellowstone, you would suggest them taking this tour? Absolutely. If you only have one day in Yellowstone, there's no way you're going to get all of the highlights on your own. It's better to go there with a guide who can get the timing right, um, you know, because some of them, some of the geysers have certain times that they go off, especially Old, Old Faithful specifically. Um, but they can time it out to where you can see the most in one day. Nice. So, yeah, we had a really great time. I mean, he knew when to take us to, uh, he knew when to take us to Old Faithful, and he took us to places there that we didn't think we'd, you know, really ever see. And something I didn't even realize was there is the the Continental Divide, and um, there's you know like a bridge right there on one side. The water's connected in the middle, but on one side the water is um, going toward the east and on the other side it's going toward the west and all rivers and streams on on one side are going to the east and all rivers and streams on the other side are going to the west and that's that exact point in the united states and that was really cool so um yeah i mean he just he had us everywhere we needed to be and we didn't we felt like we didn't miss a thing in Yellowstone and he had a lot of information there were other folks there visiting on their own and they um you know heard him talking to us so they kind of you know would ask questions and he was happy to help them out you know took the pictures for us that we might not otherwise have gotten necessarily um of us in the pictures and so uh it was it was it was great it was an all-day thing and the best part of course in addition to seeing hundreds and hundreds of bison or at least dozens of them Towards the end of the day, we managed to see a black bear just wandering around really close to a ranger station. Yeah, exactly. I think it was Yogi. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that was Friday. And then on a Saturday, we had, Saturday was the day we decided to hit the pubs. But you forgot about the waterfall. That was the most beautiful thing in the whole park. There is an amazing view of a gorgeous waterfall. It's the Lower Falls. And um, there's a spot that's called the Artist Point. And lots and lots of artists go there to um, draw or photograph or paint this beautiful picture of these falls. So We actually saw three or four artists doing different things. Well, somebody was doing an oil painting and somebody was doing... Um, another uh, a drawing somebody sketch sketching and somebody else was sketching in a book a little kind of book thing and um, yeah it was uh, it was absolutely beautiful in fact a couple of days later I ended up seeing um, a famous sports uh, announcer uh, there you go I will also add on that if uh, any of you listening have not ever seen a geyser in person there is none better than Old Faithful it is an awestruck moment when you just see that go off. Yes. But, but even cool, something that was really cool and interesting to me, there was like these areas where like the water is just bubbling and gurgling out of the, out of the ground. And it's so violent and it's just amazing that yeah. like that's just the geothermal activity going on just under, you know, the crust. It was really cool. Yeah, it really reminds you of like a, like the active volcano but just with water yeah, yeah yeah it was it was pretty awesome uh flashback real quick our guide's name was randolph so if you're going to yellowstone and you're inclined to do this seek out randolph and let them know that uh david and nicole from texas highly highly recommended them it was such a great time and it was yellowstone adventures you, yellowstone safari, safari yellowstone Tours. safari randolph right yes got it um, so then Friday night, we got back to town, we got back to Bozeman, and we rested a little bit, and then we uh, went out on the town. We uh, went to, uh, that's the night we went to that bar first, right, for dinner, where they had the policeman with the beer sign, the Lego policeman with the beer sign. Yeah. Montana Ale Works. Yeah. Again, staff was great. Um, the drinks. Food was phenomenal. The food was really good. It was so good. Yeah. She got, gets some kind of meatloaf. Yes, I got a meatloaf. It had pork and beef and bison. And then they had a special menu, and they and had veal. a steak sandwich on it. Um, and then, was that the, was that the cheese balls? That's the tater tots. The tater tots. Oh my God! They said somebody said, "Oh, you should get the tater tots." And I'm like, you know what a tater tot looks yeah. like, right? It's tiny and orange and fits in a little circle in your hand. These things came out, and they were like giant hush puppies. And then they didn't. And taste they like looked burnt. They looked burnt, and they didn't taste like a tater tot. They tasted like a potato pancake tater tot. And um, they were so good. Like and they were not out burnt. Of a Jewish deli, and they were so good. We're like you guys are not selling the tater tots right because these were phenomenal tater tots. Um, and then we did some bar hopping. Um, but this was interesting too. At the restaurant, when I went to the restroom, I walked past a group of bachelorettes at the Montana Hill Works having dinner. So then we went down the street. You know, we had a drink here and a drink there. Nicole, of course, had to find a New England Patriots pub that we just had. And I did. And um, we got to, we ended up going to place. One thing she likes to do at the end of the night, Nicole loves to dance. And uh, I love to let somebody else dance. 
so I don't have to. <laughs> you love to watch her. There was, exactly. There were three. There were two bachelorette parties and one bachelor party, and two of the groups were from Texas. And we're like, and we started thinking about it, and in Main, it really, it's one drag. It's Main Street, and anything good is a turn or two off of uh, Main Street, and it's, it makes sense to, especially for Texans in the summer, great idea to make it a bachelor party, bachelorette party uh, uh, place to go. Lots of brew pubs, um, lots of, you know, just pubs in general, um, different places to get beer and cocktails, yeah. too. A um, couple of places, we'll just throw some names out real quick. Uh, we went to the Bozeman Tap Room. Um, that was a good place. Service was a little, one of the less places, so to speak. Um, the bar where the bachelorettes were um, is called Bar 9. And it was good enough time that we went back the next night. Bar nine, it was uh, Roman numerals, though. Right. So. Um, Saturday, we spent the day in the downtown walking around. We had plans for a, a special steak di- uh, dinner. So we hit a couple of quick bars. We went to Outlaw Brewing, um, which was walking distance from our hotel. The service and was. How did we find Outlaw? We found Outlaw Brewing because we used to run and now we walk. And we went for a walk that morning. We did a three mile walk. And on the walk, walk back, as she's taking me through the woods and exposing me to ticks and Lyme disease. Uh, <laughs> and possibly bears. I saw Outlaw Brewing. And so we went, and we had a really good, fun, quick time. And I had found this path that, that led us to Outlaw Brewing because um, the first day we were there, while he was on the treadmill, I went walking. And I like to explore. I, like to, I just start wandering around, you know. How I haven't gotten lost, I don't know, because I don't have a good sense of direction. But um, on this wandering around, I found this really cool path through, like, woods and stuff, which, you know, later on we found out probably walking through paths in the woods without bear spray is not a good idea because they are really big on you need to have bear spray, and we didn't have bear spray. Randolph, our guy in Yellowstone, had a big can of bear spray and is tucked in his waistband. Yeah, every time we got out of the car, he had his bear spray in his waistband um, i just imagine bear spray just does enough for you to let the slowest person get by the bear <laughs> that's all i can imagine so we went True, to then i'll be good <laughs> so then we went to we got downtown and we went to a place called shred monk brewing a place that we had discovered actually in denver a few trips ago which we'll get around to one day but and when we went to something called the great american beer fest and they came in third place with their german pilsner um, so we went and got that, and there were two young college girls working, and they started asking us about our trip, and we're about to get to the crazy story, and we told them that. But we also went to a history museum, the Galton History Museum, which is an old jail cell. Old jail, actually. There on Main Street, right on Main Street. It was a jail, and they, uh, the only hanging they ever did in uh, Montana in prehistoric times so was uh, somebody was hung, and they, you're right there. There's the walkway on the second floor, the trap door, and the story about him on the wall. Um, so we did that, and uh, we went to Shine Beer Sanctuary um, and Bottle Shop, another cool place. This was a place with the craziest bathrooms. Go to Shine and go to every bathroom. One bathroom was walls, ceiling, floor, mirrors. You really door. don't need to see that many of you go into the bathroom, especially if you're a guy standing up. It was ridiculous. Even the door, like you yeah. closed, and it was more than 360 because you had him on the ceiling and the floor too. It was all the way around. And what was this place? 
Shine, Shine Beer so, Sanctuary. So you heard it here first, guys. Go to Shine just for the bathrooms. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so um, then that night, um, this is another Nicoleism. We wanted to have a nice steak dinner in Montana, and there were three options. Well, with in Montana, what I read was that the um, the beef and the bi- the beef and the bison are both much more rich than they are anywhere else because their um, their cattle and bison are, are only um, grass fed. So you have a much richer flavor than what you have here in Texas. So I steak was important. Um, I did some research on the different places and there was one that stood out and they had said was top of the line. It was the best called um, open range. But as I read further in the last year, it's changed ownership and it gone down and wasn't good. So went on to second choice JW Heist, which is a newer restaurant there, but very upscale. Um, great reviews so that's where i decided we were gonna go so then he had to bring a collared shirt well so that's we're gonna flip the script real quick because now we're gonna turn to what did we forget to bring this won't always be a feature of our trip um and there's so much more about bozeman we're gonna have an email and you're you know you're gonna can find us on social media there's more that we can't get to to keep this in a reasonable amount of time but yes they do have a bar called the cannery that is gillette stadium west so Mm -hmm. what did we forget to bring so she did the research, and according to the internet, this fancy steakhouse, the heist, requires men to wear either cowboy casual or business casual, i.e. pants. Now, I'm leaving Austin, Texas at 107 degrees, and I'm not going to wear jeans, but apparently I had to. So I packed a nice polo shirt. I packed my jeans. I even packed cowboy boots to fit into the place. And we spent that Saturday bar hopping and then we went back to the hotel to clean up and get ready to go out to dinner and my jeans are not in the suitcase so i generally lay out what i want to bring nicole basically packs it all in such a way that we can maximize our space i don't have pants and nicole brought a very very gorgeous dress and really wanted to wear it and i was like at first i'm just they're just going to take me in shorts. I'm willing to pay whatever this costs. I'm sure I'll be fine. And Nicole was disappointed, and I could tell, and I said, fine. It's two minutes away. Let's drive to Target, and I'll buy a pair of jeans because I forgot my jeans. Uh, so we go to Target, and before I got to the jeans, I found a different kind of pants, and they were light, and they were comfortable, and they are now my favorite pants. So I forgot to bring the jeans, but I got pants, and I'm fine with that. So we get to the steakhouse and we're sitting on the front end of the restaurant in front of the bar, real close to the opening where people are coming in. And every other single guy that walks into that steakhouse is wearing shorts, one with a T-shirt, baseball cap, sandals. So I like that you differentiated single guys there (laughs) because we all know the married guys are going in the pants because that's what wifey wants. So that was what we forgot to bring to Montana was my jeans. But hey. Look on the bright side, I got a nice cool pair of pants out of it. Now, you've been teasing all episode, though, about this crazy story. This started at the very beginning of the trip. Started at the beginning. With one of the first people you met, I understand? So, our flight went through Denver, and in Denver we were delayed. And um, so we didn't land in Bozeman until after uh, midnight. And probably closer to 12.30 a.m. 
I had rented a car and because I travel a lot for work, I've got something called fast break with budget and budget and Avis are kind of linked and Avis has something like Avis preferred. There was a woman at the front desk dealing with the uh, only girl working there. There was a line of about 15 of us. I mean, I had said to Nicole, go get the suitcases. I'll go get the rental car. And we hadn't moved the whole time. And this woman up front, she's on the phone, and it's taken forever. And finally, a woman, uh, and I'm calling that woman Ms. Difficult. So Ms. Difficult is holding everyone up. It's getting close to 1 a.m. And a woman in front of me who's, um, I'm 5'10", Nicole's 5'7". When she wears nice shoes or boots, she's actually a little taller than me. There was a woman a lot taller than both of us right in front of me. And at some point after about 15 or 20 minutes, she kind of stormed up to the front. And she said, listen, I'm preferred. Those are my keys on that hook right there. I'll just take them and I'll go find the car. And it flustered everybody. Some people kind of barked at her for, you know, going up that way. But she's like, she turned around. She said, look, she's been dealing for 15 minutes. These are my keys. I'm not taking time away from you. She doesn't need to talk to me. And she grabbed the keys and then she turned around and said, and by the way, if you're fast breaker preferred, these are your keys too. I was like, all right, you don't have to tell me twice. Walk up front. There's my name. There's my keys. So I start going. So we walk to the end of the hall to take the elevator up to the floor where you get your cars. And the door was closing, and then I put my arm in, and we get on, and it's the woman who steamrolled everybody to get us our car keys. And I, I, the door closed. I said, I can't thank you enough for what you just did back there. And she said, well, it was just ridiculous. I said, yeah, I know. I said, um, so we were walking out, and she was explaining something about the woman was trying to get a right car for her friend in a wheelchair who wasn't there, and she was trying to explain it. And uh, they, they didn't have a car for her. All they had was a convertible. And I said, um, well, I'd take a convertible. I got a small SUV. And she said, you know, that'd be really great karma if you went in and gave those folks the small SUV. I said, yeah, it probably would. Okay. So I go back into and the And then you slum airport. it with the convertible. And so um, I, I go back <laughs> into the car, and I'm offering to take the, give this lady the SUV. And she's like, oh, my God, this nice man is, you know, she's going on and on. And her friend's going, no, I can't get in a convertible. I, could get in a, I can't get in a small SUV. I'm like... I know handicapped people. My mom was handicapped. I would never want to put her in a convertible if I could put her in an SUV. Like, so thank you very much. And so the beautiful, wonderful young woman behind the counter, her name was, uh, uh, it'll come back to me in a second. She, Grace, her name was Grace. And she showed a lot of it that night. <laughs> and she said, if you want a convertible, you can have one just for doing that. I said, all right. So I took the, uh, they, she took the Mustang. I took the Camaro. So we go to the Camaro and uh, our luggage we can't get in, in, into the trunk because the trunk won't open because the l roof was not fully closed. So we're messing with it for 15, 20 minutes. It's 1.30 in the morning. We say, we'll just go to the airport, and if we have to come back here tomorrow, I mean, we'll go to the hotel. If we have to come back here tomorrow, we'll go come back here tomorrow. Well, how are we going to? We shoved our luggage into the back seat of a com convertible Camaro, and we drive with the bing, 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 bing the whole way. Your roof is not latched. Your roof is not latched. So we get to the hotel, it's 1.45 in the morning, and we're in the middle of Montana, which is also the middle of nowhere, and the lady checks us in, and I'm getting ready, and I said something about it. Uh, I, she said, I hope you haven't had a rough night. I said, it's a pretty rough night. I said, now I've got a Camaro out there that can't. She goes, well, you know, I'm a Chevy girl. My dad worked for GM. Maybe I can fix it. She doesn't know me from Adam. It's 1.45 in the morning, so... Let's go outside to the Camaro. Nicole's like, I'm going in the room. So me and this stranger, she gets out, she goes out to the car with me. She gets in. She goes, I think I need to start it. Here, here's the keys. She goes, 
latches the roof, trunk opens, fixed it. Okay, that's great. I'm an idiot. Two o'clock in the morning, I get to go to bed. Now, Nicole wakes up in the morning and she's working noon. She's doing some work uh, before we start our day. And I get out of bed and uh, I don't wear anything to bed. Spoiler alert. So we've already had this miserable experience. I was like, where is that good karma? This lady promised me if we're giving up the car. And then I got a car well, that You got a work. convertible. That's the good <laughs> karma, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which we drove to Yellowstone. We drove to a big sky. So I get out of bed and I'm trying to let a little bit of light in the room and I'm looking for the, you know, the undershade, the thing that screens and I'm the shears. The shear and there isn't a shear. So I try to tuck the window shade just a little bit to the side to let sunlight in and the entire whole window shades fall to the ground at my feet with me standing there at the window looking over the back parking lot buck naked. And, and a broken window shade. And for those who do not know David, when something happens, he doesn't react immediately. He stands there and tries to assess and figure out the situation. So he's standing there assessing and figuring out the situation, butt naked in front of a large picture window out on the second floor. All he's missing is a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, little footnote. So that night when we get to Big Sky and we're sitting there waiting for Matt Nathanson to hit the stage, the merch tent is off to our left, right side of the stage, and Nicole looks over to the left and she says, oh my God, that's the girl. I'm like, what? She goes, the girl, the woman, the, the girl that got us the rental car, the one that said you'd have good karma, she's here. And I looked over, I said, oh my God, she's here. So Nicole goes over and guess what? She was here for the Matt Nathanson concert. <laughs> And she's a huge Matt fan, follows him everywhere. Right. We just happened to be in the elevator with her. That was so crazy. Her her name was Tina and her friend was Nina. Nina and her friend was Carolyn and we collected them. Okay. And that was the crazy story of the trip. So I think we went a little long. Uh, we'll get the feel for it, but this was a pretty epic trip. Um, so in, in summation... Let's touch one more thing before we hop off. Sure. What was our favorite thing about the trip? And then whether you would, I think you already said this at the beginning, but whether you would go back again or not, and, or what you would leave off. I would go back again for, it would have to be a very specific reason, like nowhere else to go. I don't know. Got invited on a trip. Um, you ask a good question. Our favorite part is this. We kind of, when we leave, we go to the airport, we sit down at the airport bar, and we discuss our trip. And when we sat down at the bar in Bozeman at 1 o'clock on Sunday, we said, we just kicked Bozeman's ass. Like, we hit as much as we could have possibly hit. You know, we didn't spend 10, 11 hours of sleep. Um, we, we didn't even get to talk about the hot springs, where I'm pretty sure I saw Sammy Hagar. Mm -hmm. uh, Bozeman hot has hot springs. Hot springs are much uh, you've got to do them and they're very unique there they're like a swimming pool very uh resort style swimming pool um but it's hot spring water i i think that overall what i liked was the bozeman vibe i we're not we're not big on big sky obviously um we looked right ahead there was no reason to look for anything to eat there um there was a lot of traffic and um so we wouldn't go back to big sky probably for anything um, but with Bozeman, I think it was just kind of the whole Main Street vibe. It was a really good vibe, and we felt like we were able to really knock it out of the park in three and a half days. Um, and then and, and that's our favorite thing. Is My favorite thing is 
getting there and discovering how unexpectedly great Bozeman was. I, I it was way beyond my expectations. I I would not have expected um, it to be such a great destination, and I would recommend it to anybody, especially from the south, to go in the summertime. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for today, guys. We just want to say thank you all so much for taking the time to listen. And if you all do have an opportunity, please uh, leave us a review. Whether you like this podcast or not, it does help us find more uh, listeners. And also, we just want to say thank you for listening, first and foremost. Um, We're happy to have David and Nicole here to just share all of their experiences so that we know what to do when we go and visit. Well, and I just want to say thanks to everybody who listened to the end and got here. And I want to thank Amazing for planning one more great trip. Absolutely. Guys, we'll see you next time with Amazing Adventures.